Greetings, church and friends of the church. Uh, this is the next episode in a series of reflections about how we can more deeply understand ourselves and each other and how we can be reshaped uh, while we are together in this wilderness place, this strange time in the in-between, um, where we're not monopolized by going through the motions that are habitual and normative, but can have an open mind and imagination about how life could be better and different if we were really willing to remake it. Uh, in this series of reflections, we've considered uh, posture of uh, openness and presentness, assumptions, natural tendencies and temptations that have evolved within us all that we need to be aware of um, at all times, the need for a spirituality that counteracts these physical realities and forces, and we've started to consider the isms that plague us, these social forces um, that break down peaceful society that are birthed out from these natural tendencies and temptations. In this episode, we reflect on the dangers of politicism, which uh, becomes the skeleton upon which the antagonism, the dogmatism, the cultism we've previously considered in other episodes are enfleshed. Uh, religion and politics in the same episode. Woo! Let's, let's go. So the political constructs that we read about in the Judeo-Christian scriptures as well as in our history, our, our uh, secular history of nations and tribes throughout these same eras. They were not democratic institutions, but were monarchies with kings that rule. Think uh, kings da King David and King Solomon. Or theocracies, where the highest priestly leaders rule. Think Pharisees and chief priests. Or empires, where empires rule with the help of empire-appointed leadership at both the regional and the local level. Think Caesar, Herod, Pontius Pilate. Within these various constructs, the theology of politics is consistent. Within the spiritual worldview, this um, construct of how God and leaders and people all fit together, and to what end they work in relationship. In that view, in that theology of politics, the leaders within the political systems were supposed to serve God's will for humanity by working to ensure the well-being of all people. If the king, the priests, the emperor, uh, the kings and governors that were stooges, kind of set up and propped up by the empire in the local and regional places, if they were exercising their political authority and leadership in ways that were consistent with God's will of justice and peace, um, the illumination and unifying of the nations, then, then they were to be obeyed by the people, uh, for they were leading the people along the right road. This is the way the scriptures talk about this dynamic. In the wisdom of the Proverbs, uh, often attributed to King Solomon, um, this is named as God's voice unto humanity. By me, kings reign, and rulers decree what is just. By me, rulers rule, and nobles, all who govern rightly. 
we see human leadership, but human leadership that serves a divine and eternal purpose of peace and well-being rather than free reign to serve their own purposes. If the people in these political constructs and systems, the subjects, the followers, the supporters of the leadership, the citizens, if they were participating within these politics, within the structures and the norms and the forms of order that had been organized within their society, if they were participating in ways that were aligned with uh, God's intentions, then they were affirmed as a faithful people. Isaiah names God's uh, affirmation of Egyptians, the Assyrians, and the Israelites for their alignment with God's will of peace among all peoples and all nations. The wisdom of the Proverbs affirms those who are generous and share their bread with the poor, those who have a pure heart and are gracious in speech. Human participation in political systems, but serving a purpose beyond self. On the flip side, if the king, the priests, the emperor, uh, the emperor's appointed um, governors and rulers, if instead they're exercising their political authority and leadership in ways that are not consistent with God's will of justice and peace among the nations, um, then they uh, are not to be obeyed by the people. And God is to work through human circumstance to rebuke and or install different leadership that will be faithful instead. This is part of the larger narrative, and, and it's a pattern and a rhythm within the scriptures. The Proverbs affirm this as God's voice. Inspired decisions are on the lips of a king, and his mouth does not sin in judgment. And so it is an abomination for kings to do evil. For the throne is established by righteousness. And on that flip side, if the people, the subjects, followers, citizens, supporters of those in authority, if they are participating in the structures and the norms and the forms of order organized in the politic in ways that were not aligned with God's intention of justice and peace among the nations, then the people too are rebuked. Isaiah screamed out before Israel, Announce to my people their rebellion. Day after day they speak as if they were a nation that practiced righteousness. But is this not what is truly acceptable to God? To loose the bonds of injustice, to bring the uh, freedom to the oppressed, to share bread with the hungry, and to house the homeless poor. We hear this theology of politics in all throughout the stories of the scriptures. The Pharaoh of the days of Joseph. That's our air conditioner. Forgive the interruption. The Pharaoh of the days of Joseph was affirmed as hospitable, but the generations of Pharaohs who followed were ungodly and cruel. And through the participation of Moses and Aaron, the Pharaoh was rebuked. And then when the Pharaoh wouldn't heed that rebuke and wouldn't realign with God's will of justice and peace, the people were to no longer obey and stay. For God's larger purpose of peace to materialize, they had to interrupt that system. And Moses led the people out of oppression and into a place of freedom and human dignity. As the Israelites then spent decades as immigrants and aliens, dependent upon the hospitality of foreign leaders, uh, 
acting unto this godly end of uh, peace and, and unity among all peoples, authority within the Israelites was shared by elders and priests. And then once they had settled into a nation to call their own, the first political system they constructed was theocratic judges. But when those judges faltered from selfishness and pride and the people under their care suffered because of it, Samuel rebuked the corruption and failures of that system and helped to install the monarchy by anointing uh, Saul to be the first king of Israel. When King Saul strayed from God's intentions, David was appointed in his place. When David abused his power within the political system for his own selfish benefit, Nathan rebuked him and called him back to his true role of serving God's larger agenda rather than serving his own agenda or desires. And instead of ignoring or attacking or violently silencing Nathan, the one rebuking him, and instead of stubbornly and selfishly continuing to pursue his own agenda instead of God's uh, by the abuse of his power, which would have eventually led to his removal and replacement, David uh, was willing to be reformed by this rebuke with humility and honesty, confessing his self-serving and misguided leadership and recommitting to the well-being of all. In the story of Jesus, we hear how he challenged the politics of both the chief priests of the theocracy, the indigenous uh, political authority, and the politics, politics of the Roman Empire, the colonial authority, illuminating how both uh, were misaligned with God's will for humanity and calling both back to a place of alignment with God's will uh, for the world rather than their own skewed and self-interested uh, views. We hear of how he challenged the politics of subjects, followers, supporters, citizens, who are riding the wave of political forces for their own benefit rather than having a higher authority uh, or higher loyalty to the ways of God, the ways of justice and peace. Um, and he called the people themselves to repent and to turn back to these eternal ways of God. In doing so, um, Jesus locates himself uh, within the stream of prophets, uh, Moses, Samuel, Nathan, who are not uh, trying to align themselves with the political power in order to um, either avoid the wrath of those political authorities or to benefit from that alignment, but spoke truth to those with power. He located himself within the stream of prophets like Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, and Amos, who were not riding the wave of political opportunity, but naming the brokenness and misalignment of the people's political participation and calling the people to return to God's agenda above all else, including their political leaders. We acknowledge that politics will always be a part of the human experience, for there will always need to be some undergirding and guiding structure to our life together. There have to be laws and principles, a vision for what the good and right life is supposed to look like. There has to be authority in the midst of those structures. But those with political power and authority will always be prodded by these physical tendencies and temptations that evolved within us all. Those tendencies to fight, to be negative and to assume negative things about others, to tribalize. And they will always be tempted by these three major temptations that face us all. The temptation to make life all about me, the temptation to strive for power and authority for me and my tribe over others, and the temptation to 
preach a false understanding of God that serves my purposes. And we, those who live within the context of these political structures and our particular political leaders, we also always will be prodded as subjects, followers, citizens, and supporters by these tendencies toward fighting and negativity and tribalism. And we will always be tempted by self-focus, seeking power advantage over others and having a God understanding that serves my purposes and assuages my fears. This, this is where beneficial or neutral politics can evolve into a malignant politicism. Political science is the study of how people organize themselves by taking all of these inputs from, from our world, from social science and the studies about how human beings function, from medical science and what we know about physical and mental health, from geological meteor, meteorological science about the realities of this physical world on which we live, from theological science, uh, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. And we use all of, these, all of this input to create what seems to us the best fitting political structures that nurture a society that is peaceful and just and healthy. Politics is the practice of that science. It's the implementation of that science. But politicism is a nefariously applied political science. It's the intentional nurture of a politic that serves the agenda of one or of some, uh, the agenda of a few elite or privileged, instead of serving what is supposed to be the agenda of every politic, whether a monarchy or a theocracy or a democracy, which is peace and justice and the well-being of all people. Politicism exists where all these inputs are ignored or muffled or silenced through force and manipulation. And fear triggers our irrational tendencies to fight, to make unfounded negative assumptions and to tribalize in order to create a false perception of what is true, to create a lie. And out from that false perception to generate an ill-fitting politics that favors one or some instead of all. A few examples out from our current reality that I share for the sake of honest reflection, not in order to piss off anyone who identifies a certain way politically, making them defensively angry and, and not to stir um, antagonism in a self-righteous way among those who align themselves politically in a different way but for the sake of honest reflection, because we have to be able to, to open our eyes and to honestly reflect on what's actually true together if we are to overcome this ism. So for example, we're in the midst of a global pandemic. If we respond to this reality, a, a dangerous uh, a, and with so many factors yet unknown global pandemic, if we respond to that reality based on what we think is good or bad for our political tribe so that they can seek and maintain more power. And we're ignoring or silencing the honest to goodness medical or physical truth about this pandemic. That's politicism. Another example, we are preparing to hold a presidential election in the midst of a pandemic. 
And so states are organizing to implement vote-by-mail protocols in order to ensure that every citizen can exercise their constitutional right to vote safely. If our leaders or we the people are responding to that reality based on what we think is good or bad for our political tribe to seek or maintain power, and we're either ignoring or silencing the social science data that affirms that this is a safe practice, or we're ignoring or silencing the truth regarding efforts to suppress voting by particular citizens. That is politicism. We're in the midst of a growing social movement calling for the reformation of our political and institutional systems so that there is more justice and so that there is peace for Americans of color. If we're responding to this reality to the, and to similar realities, um, like the realities of immigrant families coming here to seek refuge, if we respond to that, these circumstances based on what we think is good or bad for our political tribe, to seek and maintain power rather than what makes for a collective society in which all know justice and peace and we either ignore or silence the history of injustice that's been systematically oppressing people of color or we ignore the science and truth that this is a nonviolent movement and that immigrants pose no more violent threat we ignore the truth that people of color and immigrants are being slandered and violently antagonized, that's politicism. We're in the midst of a widening gap between the rich and the poor, and it's speeding up. If we're responding to this reality based on what we think is good or bad for our political tribe to seek and maintain power, rather than what makes for a society in which the dignity of all people is affirmed in which all have access to the basics of food and shelter, education and healthcare. And we either ignore or silence the overwhelming volumes of social science data that reveal the truth of stagnated and unlivable wages, housing costs that are out of reach for far too many, and the obscene and unjust wealth of so few. If we continue to ignore the economic truth that the wealth isn't trickling down, this is politicism. These are just a few of so many examples that we could reflect upon. Politicism exists wherever those tendencies to fight, to become negative and antagonistic, and to tribalize tell us to interpret everything through the lens of our existing political structure and to understand everything within this construct of power-seeking and power-keeping for our tribe. If these tendencies and temptations go unchecked and unchallenged, we uh, as a people have been and will always be very prone to politicism and believing its lie that we must live only with the concern for me and us, even if to the detriment of so many others. In the scriptures, when a king, an emperor, a theocracy fell to these self-serving temptations and maligned the political structures to their benefit, they were named as a tyrant. 
and the expected response of people of truth, people of goodwill, was to rebuke them and then to seek their removal if they continued. When the people, the subjects, followers, citizens, supporters, when they rode the wave of politicism for their own sake, when they turned their back to those uh, in need, for the uh, sake of their own safety, their own power, their own wealth, and they failed to do their part to uphold the integrity and the goodness, the justice of the political structures, the people were rebuked for their complicity in the oppression of those on the wrong end of those structures. As with all the other isms that we have considered and will consider in this, in this series, politicism is a natural manifestation of these physical tendencies and temptations that evolved naturally within us all and, the, and that grow in cultures of fear. And so the solution to the social ill cannot be physical. There's not a physical political solution to what is a physical political problem. Our salvation will not come from a voice that's entrenched within this system, which is the problem. If we want to willingly participate in the politicism, then we listen to the voice of one seeking power for himself or his tribe. If we want to counter politicism and seek a larger good with, with our time and our energy, then we have to listen to a voice outside of the system. Our way forward is to make room within us for a spirituality that speaks louder than these physical tendencies and the voices of the leaders who trigger them for their own sake. We must nurture a golden rule, common good-centric view of the world in which we affirm that is the eternal divine intention that all peoples, all nations, all tribes live together in a place of peace. Affirming each other with mutual expect, affirming the value of each life, collaborating to ensure the well-being of all. I hear that voice in Jesus. Maybe you hear that voice in Jesus also, or in the prophets and founders of a different world religion, Maybe you hear that voice in a parent or a grandparent, a contemporary prophet like King or Mandela. Maybe you hear that voice in a contemporary scientist or doctor. Whoever's affirming that truth matters, whoever is saying that there's a better way forward together for the sake of the well-being of all and is trying to rescue us from our tribalism and our politicism rather than entrench us in it, those are the voices that we must Pay attention to. For if not, we will continue to prop up those who would be tyrants. And we would continue to participate in oppression rather than in justice and peace. The future on the other side of this pandemic wilderness is ours to make. But we must politic accordingly. Be safe. Stay home. Wear your mask if you have to go out. Be well. And peace be with all.